The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Trust the process. Do you respect the process? Processors, I, uh, oh man, go ahead, Ryan, just get out of the way. It's all about that you, baby. <sighs> all about that you. Hey, um, did you catch the game this weekend by chance? Yeah. Yeah, the, the you won. Very, very handily. 47-34. Um, who'd you say you were rooting for this year while Michigan wasn't playing? I, I said my adopted team um, was the Louisville Cardinals. Oh, my God. How funny. That's who they played. Yeah, I, I'm, they I'm aware. They played Louisville this I'll give I your boy. Played, that's who they obliterated this weekend. That's put this. up 50. Oh, my God. They didn't put up 50. Well, you can't. You put can't, up 47. You can't do math. Just like everyone that Just attends math. the U. Oh. Oh. <coughs> You know it's true. Anyways, welcome back, processors. Reinhold Bailey is back on the show. Welcome back, buddy. Hey, man. It's great to be back. It's great to be back. It was a nice break, but you know what? I was I was missing talking about football with the buddy. I was missing it, but I'm back now. Yeah, and uh, I realized real quick that talking to an empty room all by yourself is very weird to do. Very weird. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't like the sound of my own voice as much as I thought I did. I mean, I really uh, pray for our listeners when I have to do a solo show because it might be borderline unlistenable. Is that a word, unlistenable? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is now. Oh, boy. Add that to the process. Big up for doing solo. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to soldier on, you know. Uh, college football stops for no one. The processing stops for no one, so... No, but uh, real Nobody. quick, real quick, uh, let's just hear uh, about Ryan's uh, quick trip around the country. Yeah, go yeah. Ahead. Um, well, we started off in Montana. Um, most of our days were spent at Glacier National Park. Thick sky Absolutely country. beautiful, stunning. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was younger, when I thought about Montana, I just thought about like a lot of just fields. It's not that. There's a lot of mountains, a lot of lakes, beautiful lakes, crystal clear lakes. You can see nothing but rocks. It's unreal. It's unbelievable. Um, after Montana, we went. We drove to Wyoming. Yep. Yellowstone. Um, I'm going to keep it 100 with you guys. 
Overrated. Not oh, that great. No. Not that great. Um, we did see bison though, so that was cool. Right. I saw mo- two mooses, 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 meese fighting. Oh. They were fighting. Like big males going antler banging and stuff. Yeah, but bulls. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, those are bulls. Bull right. moose. Bull, yeah, they were kind of far away. So I couldn't snap any pictures, but I did see them fighting. Um, that was that was intense. You did share that video and of them crossing that road. Or did something. I? Yeah. Or Peyton did. Those were, yeah, that was probably Peyton. Okay. Um, and then after Yellowstone, we went to, we flew to Seattle and visited the uh, Great Cas- Northern Cascades National Park. But um, as you know, there's all those wildfires going on in the West Coast. Right. So we had put a couple stops out. We were going to go to Mount Rainier in seattle and one more place i don't remember the name of it but so we kind of stuck around downtown seattle for the most part we couldn't get to see those last two national parks but i'm sure that we'll be back but seattle was pretty cool pretty cool i mean you couldn't see much because all the smoke but other than that it was cool yeah so so some tasty beers yes oh man seattle beers great montana beers no (laughs) wyoming beers mm -mm, not great not great Rye was yeah. Rye was slamming down some Coors Light seltzers. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what that's what I was stuck with in Montana. Did you break no, it to Truly mad. yet? Did you break it to Truly that you're going after the Coors Light sponsorship yet? <laughs> At this point, Truly can eat crow because I mean, I dedicated 20 days of my life to Truly and I got nothing in return. But um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I beg to differ. I have a koozie right next to me that says I oh. also have a koozie. <laughs> and a hat oh man well i'm glad you traveled yeah. safely that sounds really awesome it was and it was. uh yeah now you shout, uh, yeah. shout out locust brewery and cidery awesome if you're ever in seattle go there they had um you know all their homemade ciders they had a million different flavors of cider and a few really good beers it was awesome okay it was awesome if i ever make it out there I will visit the you know place that Kurt Cobain shot himself, and I will drink a beer while doing it. Oh, I went to um, the the pop culture museum there, and they had a whole Nirvana. Um, what's the what are those called? Um, like a whole room dedicated. Yeah display like a whole room dedicated to nirvana really cool i mean i'm not really that's not my kind of music or anything but right. i could appreciate it i know it really really cool. you are very good at that you're you, even if you're not well versed in something you at least uh, are aware and you give it their due so uh, kudos to ryan and uh kudos to ryan's miami hurricanes miami breaking out the turnover yes. chain doing all sorts of damage on offense Gotta like the direction they're going. Gotta gotta like the uh, framework they got going on there, right? Uh, what do you think? Well, I think I gotta start at the quarterback position now. Uh, yeah, um, I, I would say that would be criminal if you did not. Derek King, oh my gosh! Is it? All right, let had... me stop you. Let me stop you real quick. Uh, you say it quite flawlessly with uh, Derek, right? But I I always find myself pausing after the D. And I pronounce Derek, it, yeah. yeah, I pronounce it more like the Eric, 
the Eric. So, do you know what it really um, is? I don't know. I just say like it's Derek, like almost like Derek, but Derek. Right. I don't know. That's just ice. I like it. Uh, you know, but um, let's just stick with his last name, King, because that's what he is—the king of college football quarterbacks. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, kind of. Um, yeah, he had a pretty—he had a solid game. Um, sixty percent completion, three hundred and twenty-five passing yards, three touchdowns. He didn't get those rushing numbers that you like to see from a guy like King. He only rushed for nine yards, not great. Previous week, he ran for eighty-three. Um, but still just an overall dominant performance by him when he was on the field. I think he was the best player on the field. Um, so yeah, just a solid game from Derek King. Um, and then another one, I don't, did you speak on, um, Cameron Harris after week one or no? No, no. Okay. To be honest, um, I kind of just kept referring back to our ACC preview. For a lot of stuff. I gotcha. Okay. Well, Cameron Harris um, carried the ball nine times for 134 yards. That's for quick math. That's 15 yards a carry pretty much. Yeah. Uh, you could have said it a little one, quicker by saying it, it was redonkulous. Yeah. And he had a touchdown. So uh, he did have a long of 75. Broke that out for a touchdown. Um I don't know. I like what I'm seeing from him. You know, all the Brian. Obviously, it's it's like a, it's like a. Geez, what's it called? A broken record. whistle. It's, I'm like broken record. Oh my god! I'm like a broken record. Vision and contact balance. Um, and Cameron Cameron Harris has it, man. Uh, week one, he had um, 134 carries. 134 carries. 134 yards again. Two t- touchdowns. So. Um, yeah, Cameron Harris is starting off his season real well. 268 yards and three touchdowns, averaging 10 yards a carry. That's decent, right? Oh, it's, you know, admirable. All right. And then we have the leading receiver, who's actually a tight end. Um, Brevin Jordan, man. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Did you see the hurdle, the infamous hurdle for a touchdown? Ryan, as as painful as it was to watch your hurricane stomp on my newly adopted uh, Louisville, Louisville, you got to say it like that, Louisville Cardinals, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I watched it. I watched the whole game. I, it was all embarrassing towards the end. And, and in a minute, I'll speak on that. But I'll, I'll keep yeah, – this is this is Ryan's time to gloat and Ryan's time to uh, just let everyone know that there are dudes on this Hurricanes roster. And – you're talking on run right now who yeah he went goat style he went you know next level he went espn top 10 plays you know on me so and obviously the louisville cardinals yeah for sure yeah so brevin jordan finished the game seven catches for 120 yards and a touchdown that touchdown was the hurdle (laughs) um yeah man he's just he's just a, a grown-ass man on the field, dude. I mean, he's just – he's stronger than everybody. He's more athletic than ex- everybody except Derek King. I mean, he's a legitimate, what, second round, probably maybe even first round if he keeps up this kind of production talent. Uh, right. No secret, Ryan and I are big Bills fans. We had a fun weekend this weekend and last weekend, and I watched Jordan going, man, he looked nice in a Bills uniform. Mm-hmm. Ron Tight end you, man. 
right around pick 32. How's that sound? Hey, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> no, um, yeah, incredibly fun to watch. He He's one of those guys that just, you know, even without um, catching as many balls as he did, um, the impact of the catches, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I mean, he's – that Brevin Jordan is going to be Derek King's guy looking for a third down, red zone, just the guy you throw to when you when you need a play. Yeah, um, I agree. So, actual receivers. Um, I do – I want to talk about Mark Pope a little bit. Got to. I loved watching him I mean, play. He's got a lot of talent, but sometimes there's just like those weird blips in his game where you're like, what the hell was he thinking? Or like, you know, he'll have like a weird drop or something like that. Um, he, he, he's this guy this year who's primed for that breakout. Um, I mean, he had an okay game, four catches, 64 yards. Um, no, but, yeah. but it was the times that he made plays that I noticed him. Right, yeah. When he does make plays, he's making the big plays, the big catch. Yeah, he got 10 um, targets. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't see the targets on here. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, 10 targets. I know he had one or two pretty bad drops. Um if he can just clean up the drops and keep it a little more consistent, he'll, he'll be a um a real threat. Absolutely. And, you know, how long has, you know, King even really been thrown to all these guys? We don't exactly. know what kind of chemistry they got going on over there, so yeah, man, props to you. Yep. Um, the you. <laughs> man. What what a year for you to pick a team. Right. And then um re- real quick, I just want to touch on um a guy on the defensive line. Um he's a transfer from UCLA. Uh Jalen Phillips, 6'5, 266. This guy was dominant this uh this game he didn't he, he didn't show up on the stat sheet too much but you could just see it he was giving these um these louisville offensive linemen issues just giving them headaches he did have two uh two passes two uh, passes defended um only three tackles but some that's the thing with de- defensive linemen sometimes they don't always show up on the stat sheet but if you watch the games you can see that they're just a tear on the line they're creating pressures they're just giving the offensive linemen a headache and just forcing that quarterback to get the ball out fast you know what i mean and um jalen phillips is a guy that i'm going to be watching the rest of the season because he he's going to be a real terror oh i i 100 uh agree but i don't know if louisville was the best example of an offensive line that he was facing. Um, obviously, I'd, they a lot of teams have only had one game, maybe two games to play, so I don't want to you know, go too crazy one way or another. But that moves us over to Louisville's side of the ball or you know, side of the game and offensive line. I noticed that Cunningham had a horrendous time trying to find uh, – time to throw the ball the receivers seemed like they were getting open they got uh, three talented wide receivers so i don't think they were the problem i really do think watching it uh without having a an all 22 look that the receivers were doing their job of getting off the line and getting open it was just that the relentless pass rush 
Uh, the, the, they were just overmatched. The, the athletes that Miami's got on the D-line were far better than anything I uh, saw happening on Louisville's offensive line. So I think that was the biggest thing there. Uh, Cunningham on the day ends up going 26 of 36 for 307. Uh, it's a la- uh, average of 11.8 yards per attempt. He's got three touchdowns. He had a pick, and he was sacked three times. The three sacks don't even tell the whole story. You see three sacks, and you go, eh, you know, that could have been better, obviously, right? But he was under duress. He was under pressure the entire game. He had to leave the pocket. You know, he ends up uh, rushing the ball um, ten times for – I'm going to let you guess here. Don't do – I'm going to ask you to look up at the ceiling real quick, Ryan, so I can see your eyes. There we go. Perfect. And uh, so he rushed the ball 10 times. How many yards do you think he had? Cunningham? Yeah. 60. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, The correct answer is seven. Seven yards. No, it, it just shows that he, he would he had no time to throw. He just he was trying to make plays out there, get out of the pocket and uh make stuff happen with his feet, and even that wasn't happening. Um so rough day for him. The the good sign uh, I saw from Louisville is something I didn't see from the previous game is uh the emergence of Javian Hawkins. Did you notice him at all, Ryan? I did. Yeah, number 10 for Louisville, very slight, very small. That's the one thing that jumps off right away when I saw him get on the field. I was like, ooh, that dude needs to eat a couple sandwiches. He is very skinny, but electric. 27 carries, 164 yards, an average of six yards a carry, and a touchdown. He really was the bright spot in the game. I had a lot of fun watching him. It's interesting to think of him in the NFL and it's like, what role would he be? And he might be one of those hybrid guys. He might be in an Antonio Gibson kind of guy. He might be one of those guys that you're going to have to figure out ways of getting him the ball. He's not going to be a bell cow. You're not going to be able to count on him to take a pounding, especially in the next level because he is so small. Um, But uh, yeah, he jumped off the tape to me. He was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, the continued production of, uh, I'm going to say his, I'm going to attempt to say his full name here. Uh, his name. Oh no, you failed me. Bleacher report. I thought they had his full name pulled up. I clicked on his name and it stayed his nickname. Anyways, Tutu Atwell. Tutu had 10 targets under the day. He had eight catches for a buck 14 and two touchdowns. I'm sure you noticed him out there. He was a name that we featured on our ACC preview. So far this year, uh, last week, um, he didn't have the same amount of yard production, but still got in the end zone. And then this week he adds on, and uh, the the targets um, prove out to be worthy because 10 targets for uh, eight catches and a buck 14 and two touchdowns will go a long way. If your team could play defense – I hope people uh, picked up the pound there on the table because the <laughs> I didn't hear it. This is and this has got nothing to do with our processing here. This is nothing to do with us scouting, Ryan. All right. Here's my biggest takeaway from the game: Miami's coaches are way better than Louisville's coaches. Way better. But there's a lot of situational issues. There's a lot of really dumb penalties that kept happening 
on Louisville's side of the ball, and it was extremely, it was extremely infuriating because if I would have known that I was getting myself into a uh, poor coaching situation, maybe I wouldn't been so strong in my opinion of them. But either way, they're still my team until my uh, Michigan Wolverines come back at the end of October and uh, go cards. But for now, Ryan's got the upper hand on me. Heck yeah. Kudos to you. Kudos to your team. And let's go over to a game that no one should get any kudos especially the winning team. <laughs> no kudos to OK State. Oklahoma State played Tulsa in one of the most boring, infuriating, nauseating games I've ever seen come out of the Big 12, especially out of OK State. They played three quarterbacks that game right now. One of them was injury-related, all right? One of them is injury-related, and we'll get into that. But the well, ranked OK State 15. Huh? Who ranked them 15? Everyone needs to remember, though, when it comes to rankings, all the conferences that opted out that currently aren't playing right now, any team that's ranked in there was pulled out. So then they had to, yeah, Yeah. and they end up squishing it. That's how you got uh, Appalachian State ranked 24th. Hey. Don't they lost. Appalachian State. I they lost. I can talk smack. <laughs> they lost this week. If they had won this week, I wouldn't have probably brought them up at all. But yeah, uh, boy, oh boy, uh, Ryan, uh, you caught a little bit of this game. You told me. Uh, what do you think of OK State uh, going forward here? Well, watching the first drive, I was trying not to fall asleep. I was like, "Good, God. like we were gassing up this offense in our previous. We're like, hey, keep yeah. an eye on this. You know, Island Wallace, Chuba." Hubbard, Spencer Sanders healthy. Um, like, this is nothing to laugh at. And then Chuba Hubbard comes out. I think he got tackled for a loss first carry. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, he'll be fine. And then that first drive, he's just brutal. And then the backup comes in. L.D. Brown, who, by the way, he looked great. He was just chunking Tulsa. I was like, why are they not giving this dude the ball every time? Nine carries, 63 yards, seven a carry. I mean, this dude was just – he looked like the completely better back. But whatever, volume is king. Chuba Hubbard, 27 carries, 93 yards. It's good for 3.4 carry. Ooh, fine. I mean, that's not great, actually. That's not good at all. But Well, if you just um, isolate the second half, especially the fourth quarter, yes, way different story. Right. So Spencer Sanders goes down, which we don't really know what the injury was. We know Gundy says he's in a boot, correct? Yeah, he's in a walking boot. They said they may take it off Tuesday or Wednesday. Right. And then, um, OK State threw up a Craigslist ad looking for a quarterback, and they found uh, two other guys. Um, <laughs> Ethan Bullock, never heard of him. Have you? I'm just going to be I'll be straight up with the listeners. No idea who this dude is. Nope. Um, I, he's a junior. OK, 6'3", 215. That's fine. Um, he finished the game with um, – 13 attempts, eight completions, and 41 yards interception, and was sacked four times. Yeah, bad. So Gunny's like, okay, enough of it. Get out of here, Ethan. You know, and then he calls up Shane Illingworth from the couch, like, hey, freshman, you're in. Um, And then he finishes uh, (laughs) four for five, 74 yards. Okay. Um, So, yeah. The quarterback play a little little suspect, little sus as the kids are saying. Um, 
I'm assuming next week they're going with the freshman. Uh, if I had to guess, they'll stick with um, Ellingworth going forward. Because the more one, than likely. Well, the one thing that he did that the other quarterback wasn't willing to do is find the the best player on the field, not named Chuba Hubbard, and his name is uh, Tylen Wallace. And he's like, well, you know what? He's one-on-one. I'll just chuck it up there and see what happens. And uh, guess what? The better player kept winning because you're playing Tulsa. I'm sorry, Tulsa. But OK State in no – realm of reality should ever be losing to Tulsa losing you can you like lose at the end of the game you you can struggle with a Tulsa you cannot look your best against a Tulsa which is what ends up happening but you can't lose to them and I really thought with like I think it was like 10 minutes left in the fourth I'm like are they about to yeah it was bad it was bad I I I couldn't watch past halftime and I'm checking on my phone I'm like like yeah. what the like what is going on? It's like yeah. seven to six or something like that. I was like, what what is happening? You think you you think your Bleacher Report app has crashed or something? You're like, yeah, oh, it's not updating. Yeah, but yeah, Tylen Wallace. Um, I don't have his targets up, but he finished four for ninety four. How many targets did he have? Do you know? Uh, Tylen Wallace ended up having six targets, four catches, okay. ninety four yards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, a fine game. Um. Yeah, he. When you say best player on the field, not named Chuba Hubbard, he is the best player on the field. Um, an immediate threat when he comes on the field. So definitely a high caliber wide receiver. Probably a dude we're looking in the draft. What round two? Probably round two, round three. If um, he comes up, well, yeah, he has to come yeah, as a senior. Yeah, it's weird. He has to come out. Yeah, but it's weird for him. Um, I don't know how it's going to work this year because we got some guys that are completely sitting out, right? Nico Collins Collins from uh, Michigan already said that he's not returning to Michigan when they play. He's just going to get ready for the draft. So I wonder what happens to players that – like, how about this? I'll just say this. If Wallace can keep showing with poor quarterback play, which so far has kind of been the case, uh, if he keeps showing that he's a guy that wins contested and he's a guy that, uh, you know – gets off the line well. I Round three, at least. Round three sounds pretty good. I thought I lost yeah. you for a second there, right? Oh, no, I'm back. Um, yeah, just a very underwhelming performance for um, OK State. Yeah. Hair for uh, Gundy so looked on point, though. Always. 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 Wait, are you allowed to give Gundy um, props, seeing as where you reside? Sure, why not? Um, I'm pretty sure Baylor fans and whatnot would want to drag you out in the street, right? Screw Baylor. Oh, put Baylor on blast. Baylor didn't get to play this week, so we can put Baylor on blast. (laughs) Moving on. If you're a fan of our Facebook page, and if you're not, but you are listening to us right now, go to Facebook and follow us on our page, Processing the Pod, on the page. Do it now. Go. All right, now you're back. All right, and you're back. Just Wasn't that, isn't there Processing the Process on Facebook? It might be. I get confused sometimes. On Twitter, it's Processing underscore the pod. So do yes. that too. Follow us there. 
Anyways, we'll move on to SMU versus North Texas. Ryan, did you catch this game? Nope. Neither did nope, I. Not even a second. <laughs> Me neither. But we were keeping our eyes on it, and SMU finally showed up this week after not being allowed to play next week, or last week, I should say. So SMU hangs 65 on North Texas. That's a lot of points. I don't care who you're playing. 65 is a ridiculous amount of points. The Mustangs went cray-cray on North Texas. North Texas actually, back in the day, <laughs> nice face. North <laughs> Texas back in the day wasn't an awful team that you could just walk over. In the last, say, 10, 15, 20 years, it's most definitely been that case. But they were getting some hype, like early season, like, oh, North Texas, they're building a little program there. But, man, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Because a man named Shane Bouchelle resides at SMU, and he just went off. He went off for two, uh, 24 attempts. I'm sorry, 33 attempts, 24 completions, 344 yards. It's an average of 14 yards per attempt, four touchdowns, one sack. What do you think, Ryan? That's solid. It is solid. Uh, um, Ex-Texas uh, Longhorn. That's right. I'll, I'll do a little hook them. Throw a little hook them up. There you go. Now you're back in the good graces of the Texans. Your Texan yep. presidents. I'm back, uh, everyone had a great day. Let's start with uh, uh, over on the rushing side and Ulysses Bentley the fourth. I love that he's the fourth. Anytime that I see someone that's like a fourth or a fifth or something like that, like that's that's some great lineage. So may I prop? I love that his family. name. Ulysses. Yeah, Lula, L- Ulysses. Oh, almost dropped my phone. That would have been rough for the pod because I wouldn't be able to read you the stats. Ulysses had 19 carries for 227 yards, 11 yards per rush. That's and he had three touchdowns on the ground. He did break one off for 84. Um, a lot of guys touched the ball in this game. His backup, um, McDaniel, touched the ball 15 times. He only got 59 yards. Uh, Levine touched the ball eight times. He got 48 yards. Yeah, decent decent day on the ground as a team, but an incredible game on the ground for uh, Ulysses over there. And then on the receiving side, two guys had excellent days. One being Roberson, uh, Reggie Roberson Jr. And he had 10 targets, nine catches, 103 yards, and two touchdowns. Boy went off. See if I can pull up his height and weight here for you. Six foot, two hundred pounds. So to me, sounds like a. He's not an X necessarily. I mean, he maybe. To be an X, you know, the primary receiver on the outside, uh, you if you're going to be a six foot or smaller, you need to be an elite route runner, and you need to be able to get up the line, like in. My example is always Antonio Brown. Now, obviously, that's an extreme example because of we all know his insane production that he was able to do when he still had his wits about him and he was actually in the league. Um, so anytime I see six foot, I immediately slot you to a three. 
you're a, a starting number three on an NFL roster where you sometimes you play on the outside, but a lot of times you're playing from the slot. You agree with that or? Yes. Yep. Uh, second on the team for the day was Rashi Rice. Rashi is a 6'1", 189-pound sophomore for the Mustangs. And on Saturday, he was targeted six times, had five catches for 102 yards, no touchdowns. I don't know. Uh, uh, he's a sophomore, so he's not draft eligible. But he will, uh, you know. Michelle likes to chuck it, man. And SMU is kind of run and gun right now. So they might be that program to watch uh, going forward. That's like really, really fun to watch. Ryan's got nothing. Got nothing. Got nothing. I'm, I don't want to lie to the people. I, I did not watch anything. No, so. no, don't, no, no, don't lie. Uh, did I pique your interest, though? Do you want to tune into more SMU games? One hundred. I want to tune into all college football games. It's impossible. Yeah, well, maybe, I've tried. Maybe not tune. All of them. Maybe not Tulsa. Yeah, maybe not Tulsa. Probably never OK State ever again. So that's I'm kind of scarred from that. Oh. So so you're gonna have to handle the Cowboys. All right, I'm on it. Moving on. We're going to go to the ACC. Let's talk about UCF, 49, Georgia Tech, 21. Ryan, did you catch this one? Did I catch our national champs playing? No, I did not. No. UCF had control of the game the entire time, basically. Uh, Gabriel looked excellent. Um, Georgia Tech, kind of an in-between time for the program, so I'm not surprised um, that they were struggling on this game. Uh, Dylan Gabriel is a six-foot, 186-pound sophomore, and he attempted 41 passes. He had 27 completions for 417 yards. Hmm, 417 yards. Another quarterback, maybe in a different caliber. Of comp- oh. 417 yards, 15 yards per attempt for four touchdowns, one interception, two sacks. Uh, they ran the ball pretty efficiently. Um, primarily used two running backs. Um, one is Otis Anderson. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if he's related to uh, Otis Anderson. He's not a junior, though, but there's an Otis Anderson back in the day that played for the Giants back in the 90s. And then uh, Greg McCray. Uh, those two shared the workload for the most part. Um, 18 attempts for Anderson for 88 yards, nine attempts for McCray for 50 yards. They both averaged just about five yards. Um, McCray had a little over five and a half. Both got on the board. They both got a touchdown. Um, and then you got, now this is a guy, our boy, Joe Marino. Shout out, Joe. Were you following along on Joe's Twitter at all Saturday evening, Ryan? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I have no choice but to do it because sometimes that's the only way that I'm going to catch my third college football game. And uh, Marlon Williams is a uh, receiver to keep your eyes on in the draft process here. Marlon Williams, 
Oh, ESPN, you're not giving me the Heisman stats? Oh, whatever. He had 13 targets in the day for 10 catches, 154 yards, and two touchdowns. Boy was going crazy. No, really, he jumped out the page even before Joe said anything. It's like, who is this Williams dude? This Williams dude is having a, a great game. And then Joe tweeted later on, Marlon Williams, great receiver to watch, uh, plays out of the slot, blah, blah, blah. Not the blah, 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 Joes, but just to wrap it up. What's wrong, Ryan? I have a concerned Ryan. <laughs> UCF versus Georgia Tech was not a game that we anticipated having um, as many points, but we did get points. And then we'll move on to the Raging Cajuns. Right, you like you like uh, Cajun food, right? Cajun food, solid, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, like scrimps, a couple scrimps. Why is it scrimps? Well, I don't know. They, I don't know. They call them like scrimps. Interesting, dude. I, li- I live in the South now. I gotta talk like that now. There you go. Adapting to the culture. That's what the, I do. The Raging Cajuns keep on winning. They take they took on Southern Miss this weekend. They uh, outlasted Southern Miss by a score of thirty one to thirty. They did not rely on the special teams this week. Instead, they were able to um, have an efficient day through the air and a well balanced attack on the ground. So, raising cages keep rolling. I really don't have any single players that stood out. I just like giving the raging Cajuns props because they. Uh, deserve all the props for the uh, landscape they kind of found themselves in in college football. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Next, we can move on to Clemson. The Clemson Tigers took on lowly Citadel. Sorry, Citadel. But we like to talk about Clemson because they have a lot of draft-eligible players. Wouldn't you agree, Ryan? Yeah, I can think of, like, one off the top of my head. Like, um, what's his name? He plays quarterback for them. Oh, gosh, Clemson quarterback. Bull football Jesus. I don't like that. I like calling him Sunshine because he reminds me of that dude that uh, from um, that uh, famous football movie that I actually secretly hate. Football movie that you secretly hate. What the high school what, football team in the 60s? I was born in 94. Man, everyone's going to be like so mad at us right now for not. They uh, remember Dude, the Titans. I've never even watched that. Are you serious? Dead serious, yeah. Wow. I'm Ryan. not a big movie guy, bro. You know this about me. I'm not a big movie guy. Yeah, no, but. Some of them are just like ones that are like, I thought you were forced to watch in high school. God bless you. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, people. Sorry, headphone users. Ugh. All right. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, he's pretty good. He was dropping absolute dimes. Can we retire that phrase? Dimes? Yeah, we need a new phrase instead of dimes. Everyone says dimes. I like that. Dropping D pieces. <laughs> Oh, you just tried to come up with your own unique uh, verbiage four times? <laughs> yes, DPs. 
He dropped a D piece. He's dropping 10 cents on fools. Homeboys. Yeah. Anyways, speak on your man. Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. I mean, there's not much to talk about. The dude is trash. He ain't no I'm kidding. Nah, Trevor Lawrence is a look. We've known about Trevor Lawrence for a while now. Um, whether it was, you know, the number one name coming out of high school all the way to, you know, superstardom in college football. Um, Trevor Lawrence, the arm talent is just, it's, it's, it's bonkers. It's stupid, stupid Um, mechanics, unreal deep ball accuracy. Great pocket awareness, everything. He can move a little bit too. If he needs to sneaky, he can move a little bit. He can move a little bit. Yeah. Um, but um, I I don't like when the people are talking about. Yeah, well, he he put up those numbers on Citadel, which he should be putting those numbers up. Because if it was any other any other way, people are gonna be like, oh wow, he did that against Citadel. But but when he's a freak against Citadel, oh, it's just Citadel. You know what I mean? And our man Jordan Reed from the Draft Network, he just said like three. He said like six words. If it's a great throw, it's a great throw still, regardless. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Because it wasn't it wasn't the coverage of the cornerback on the wide receiver that made the throw happen. The throw happens regardless. It, it, it Whether, yeah. you, you could put an NFL cornerback on that wide receiver. And the point of the throw is that okay, specifically you you're gonna have to go back and look at the highlights from this week to know what we're talking about. It's a throw to the back of the end zone right in front of the goalpost, and he's threading a needle between, I count, three defenders. At least two of them are specifically important as far as the placement of the ball, right? Wouldn't you say? You have the trailing cornerback where, obviously, if, you, if you're late on the throw, if you put it too far behind him, you, if you make him have to slow up on the route – is probably he's probably going to get tackled, and then it's probably going to be you know a, a ball that get, ends up getting dropped or deflected or just stripped out, whatever, right? And then if you lead him too much, too, you're leading him right into that safety, and that safety is going to have a chance to play the ball one way or another. I don't know if he comes with the pick, probably not because it's Citadel. But the point of the matter is that Trevor Lawrence uh, took that opportunity to just step into the throw and. One one thing I like to say when quarterbacks, I love when quarterbacks look like they're not guiding the ball. I hate that. When you can just see a yep. guy visualize the throw and it looks like he's literally trying to aim like some sort of video game target uh, practice. And that's not what happens on this throw. Trevor Lawrence steps in. Everything's fluid. It's all in one motion. It feels really confident. And bam. It's a throw to the back of the end zone, only where his receiver can catch it. It's right in his face, right exactly where you want to put it, where only he's going to come down with the ball. And guess what? It's a touchdown. It it reminds me of that Russell Wilson deep ball. Russell Wilson throws one of the most beautiful, like the high arcing, just perfect deep balls. And that's what Trevor Lawrence, like <laughs> that's what Trevor Lawrence's balls are looking like. But they are like he just throws a beautiful deep ball and to cap off what you said about you know if it's a great throw it's a great throw that reminds me of those videos when they put the do-rag and the joint and the sunglasses be like, yeah and they, yeah it says uh traffic cone uh 
a DB, NFL DB, it don't matter. I'm still dropping it. Like, that kind of shit. Like, he is going, like, it, it doesn't matter if it's Citadel or not. He's still making these unbelievable throws. So, well, obviously, Trevor Lawrence is the first overall pick in 2021. You could pretty much put it in ink. So, And apparently not going to the Jaguars. Yeah, you were way off on that one. Whoa. So far, Gardner Minshew looks great. He's, he is what he is, man. He's just a gamer. That's what looks legit. Does. He looks legit. All right, real quick, but to actually give real stats to the conversation. Trevor Lawrence ends up uh, being pulled rather quickly because he goes eight of nine, eight of nine for 168 yards, 21 yards per attempt. Good grief. Three touchdowns. And that uh, one miss isn't a miss. It was a drop. So he yep. basically would have gone the day nine of nine for just under 200 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Travis, he against yeah, he, he did what he did against Citadel. Uh, but, that's, but that's what he's supposed to do. You know what I mean? So Yes. Uh, Travis Etienne on the day only had eight rushes for a measly six point, or 68 yards and 8.5 yards per attempt. I can't talk today. That's okay because it's Monday. Uh, Latson, let's talk about this dude. Three targets, three catches. Two touchdowns. No, sorry. Breaking news. Cortland Sutton just went on an IR. Man, 2020 is vicious, Ryan. I hate 2020. 2020 is the worst. Yeah, NFL Sunday was um, a real nightmare last night. And then to top it off, to hear the news about James White, it's terrible. Right. Terrible, terrible days. Terrible. 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 All right. Yeah. Um, who was I about to talk about? Oh, that's right, the receiver for Clemson. And Mari Rogers? No, not that dude. Oh, who? Oh. Sorry, I my my screen went away. One second, bear with me. Here we go. No, I wanted to talk about Latson. Uh, ah. Frank Frank Latson Jr. Uh, measures in at six three two oh five. Excellent size, uh, stereotypical, um, prototypical, I should say, um, outside X receiver. Had three targets, three catches, 87 yards, and two touchdowns in the day. I'm going to guess that was when Travis Etienne was out there. What do you think, Ryan? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Now, uh, I was He's waiting. He's kind of like their, their oh, T. Ahead. Higgins replacement. That's what I was thinking. Um Unfortunately, Clemson was playing on the ACC network, and I don't get the ACC network. So until they play on ESPN or someplace else, I will not be watching a lot of Clemson. But I will keep my eyes on uh, other people that do. Instead, we'll transfer over to a another blowout, Notre Dame, who I consider to be number two in the ACC. Uh, team that I'm looking at as um, one of the contenders for the playoffs. Uh, I still think the playoffs will happen. Uh, a little too early to talk about that right now because we have some conferences, the Big Ten, and maybe Pac-12, I don't know, uh, rejoining the fray. Um, but instead, for now, we will just talk about what we can talk about. Ian Buck, uh, Ryan, did you happen to listen to last week's episode? Um, no, I did not. It's fine. I'm not mad at you. Uh, after okay. air, 
off the air, I might say something different to you. Anyways, uh, Ian Buck, I'm not a fan, Ryan. Not a fan. I'm tired of hearing his name. I'm tired of him being at Notre Dame. I'm tired of him not being able to step up and show me that all those God-given talents that he has of good size and good mobility and good arm strength and everything else that you might want actually can happen on a single play. Something always falls. Something always fails. Something always just goes wrong with Ian Book when he's dropping back to pass. He's, he's very impatient. He's, he's very um, unconfident. I hate saying that. I said that last week too, but I'm going to keep saying it because I don't know how else to say it. Uh, I don't because confidence is a thing that happens inside someone's head, right? And I don't want to be questioning what's happening inside um, another individual's brain and exactly how he's you know, feeling about himself in the moment, feeling about his teammates, feeling about the situation, all that stuff. I'm not there. I'm not him. So I don't like doing that stuff. But that's how it jumps off the page when I look at him or even when I get the chance to watch him, not that I enjoy it, but I still watch him. And I was like, all right, dude, you're given the opportunity. You're the starting quarterback in Notre Dame. Yeah, you're not a top five program, but you're definitely a top 10, top 15 program. You get dudes. Go make a play. Show me that you're ready to make a play. You know what he did? Last week, 12 did he make 19. a play? No, he didn't. 12 and 19, 143 yards, 11 yards per attempt, but zero touchdowns. Just nothing. And I watched him last week. I actually watched him, watch him, and I watched him basically do the same thing. In fact, he looked worse last week. So uh, this very boring stat line uh, was an improvement for him, if you believe it or not. Uh, what they did do, though, was find yet another running back uh, to shred their opponent with. Uh, last week, it was uh, Williams, and this week is Flemister. And Flemister is a junior running back. He's 5'11", 195. His first name is C apostrophe B-O. So C-B-O? C-B-O? C-B-O, I'm going to guess his name is. I haven't, I haven't heard a play call yet, so that's all I can go off of. I love the name. That's super cool. Yeah. Man. Um, but he had 13 attempts for 127 yards and a touchdown. Boy, was trucking. Uh, the offensive line, we talked about this in the ACC preview, Ryan. I'm sure you remember that we love mm-hmm. the Notre Dame offensive line this year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I should. I want to speak on Sibo. He's got a good size. Good gray size. He's kind of their bag. Yeah, 10 yards of carry. That was good. Um, I'm actually looking at Notre Dame's um, season stats. Yeah. And uh, Kyron Williams is the leading receiver and rusher. The running he, back. He was, really, <laughs> he was really good last week. Last week, yeah. he, he had three yards. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. Then, uh, like 110 on the ground, yeah. Yeah. But, no, I didn't get to watch um, any of Notre Dame. But, um, yeah, I've never really been impressed with Ian Book, so I kind of stand with you on him. Um, kind of like the, the, the dude poking the thing with the stick saying, do something. Exactly. Um, exactly. Kind of like that with Ian. Do stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's all I have for this week about who I wanted to talk about. But if you want to move on to um, 
our uh, standout rookies in the NFL so far. I got a good transition. Uh, well, I'm going to squash your transition. Because no. I'm, I'm sorry, but you'll, I think you'll still have a chance to pull it off. Uh, I'm going to okay. make you pick your beloved Miami Hurricanes for the rest of the season. Are you all right with, you all right with that? I was hoping you forget about that. No, 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 no. I was hoping you would forget about that. Nope. Uh, wow. Internet's letting me down. Uh Okay. I have this. No, no, no. You're good. Oh, you have it right in front of you? Yeah. All right. At least you can fact check me then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right now, none of these games are locked into start time, but we know the locations. Okay? Yes. Here we go. Saturday, September 26th at 730. We get the rivalry game. Florida State, University of Miami. Who you got, right? Um, I think I'm going to keep the train rolling with the win here. I don't think the, <laughs> the Florida State offensive line can uh, keep up with Miami's um, front seven. So, probably g- not. give me the U. Probably not. Good call. Uh, the following week, they're taking on number one ranked Clemson. What were you thinking? Um, that's gonna that's gonna be a loss. It's oh. gonna be a loss. Don't blame you there. Then they get a, a little bit of a rebound game. They take on the Pitt Panthers. I haven't watched much of Pitt. Are they looking all right? Or? Uh, they've looked all right again in the last two weeks against weaker opponents. I would definitely say that this will be their first. Well, that's not fair. I'm not looking at Pitt's schedule, but I think this will be their first real test. Um. Give me uh, give me uh, Miami. Give me Miami. Okay. Uh, the following week, they take on Virginia. Uh, give me the win. Okay. Uh, then you get NC State. This time we have determined it's a 7.30 kickoff against NC State, the Wolfpack. Uh, I'm also going to take another win there. I like it. I'm with you there. Then they get a nice tough test against a pretty good defense in Virginia Tech. Don't know the kickoff um, time yet. I am going to give them a loss. A loss to Virginia Tech. A loss. Uh, then they get lowly uh, Georgia Tech. I'm going to give that a win. Okay. I'm give that a win. Ooh. Wake Forest. Win. And to round it off, UNC. Right now, today, they are ranked 11th and 12th. Yeah. UNC being 11. Um. Oh, the faces. Yeah. Making. Can I, I like chime Sam in? Too. You do? Uh, I do. I watched him last week and I wasn't impressed. I like Sam Howell. Um. Give me the Tar Heels. Okay. Give, give me the Tar Heels on that one. Are you ready to, to hear what you picked your boys ago? Yeah, let's hear it. They will be eight and three, sir. It's fine. That's fine. Totally. It's totally That's fine. fine. Yep. That's a good year. That's yeah. a good rebound year. 
What were they last year? Five Going and out, six? Eric King worked. I think they were five and six last year. Maybe yeah, six five, five. Not great. Five and six sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. All right. Try your uh, segue. Speaking of Notre Dame, <laughs> it's not going to work now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew I ruined it. I'm sorry. Uh, so, All right. Speaking well, of. Here, I, here, I think. So, um, Brian and I came up with the idea to um, kind of do like a little uh, recap of some of our favorite rookies so far this year. Um, I was granted with offense because that's kind of my thing. Um, and Brian is going to do a few defensive rookies who are standing out to him because um, that's so I'll start not my thing yeah <laughs> i'll start here um and i'm gonna go with our favorite tight end i i mean wide receiver um i'm gonna go with chase claypool right um week one came out rumbling um with two catches for 39 yards but you're like oh oh Ryan, that's not that great, man. Only two for 39. He had an unbelievable sideline grab. Did you see it or no? I did. Big Ben floats one up to him. Just a beautiful ball by Ben Roethlisberger. But an even better catch for him to know where he's at on the sidelines. Reeled it in, controlled it. And he had that toe drag swag, baby. I mean, it was an amazing catch. Great catch by Claypool. And then... um Yesterday, yesterday, he had that 84-yard touchdown, that bomb. Um, we saw the speed, Bri. We saw the speed. Um, everyone would be like, oh, he'd be the best tight end if he was a tight end. He's like, boy, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I'm a big-body receiver, man. And he's fast. He's quick. He's quick, Bri. Did you see it? You got really quiet, Bri. I said, this is total slander on the fast break for the brain. You don't hear it? Oh, you don't want to take you don't want to take it? No, I I I no, Bri, I literally can't hear you at all, Brian. What? You're very, very quiet. I'm very quiet. Is your mic on? Well, nope. Well, I can kind of hear you, but yeah. Um, Chase Claypool, looking good. Um, do you want to do your? Do you want to do one of your guys, or do you want me to move on to my next guy? No, finish it off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, this one's kind of a surprise for me. I thought. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly for the Chargers, running back from uh, UCLA. Um, he's getting a lot of carries. You know, coming into the year, we all thought Eckler was going to be, I mean, I guess kind of like a, I guess a bell. It's weird calling him a bell cow considering he's like five foot nine. But, um, yeah, Joshua Kelly's coming in here and he's running hard, running hard. Week one, he had 12 carries for 60 yards. That's good for five a carry and a touch. And then um, yesterday against Kansas City, the yards per carry is not great, but he got 23 touches, 23 touches, 23 important touches, 23 for 64. Um, so, yeah, Joshua Kelly is kind of surprising with the amount of um, opportunity he's getting. 
and um, he's making the most of it for sure. Uh, well, people that are dedicated listeners and have listened and um, really hard to the things we have to say, we did a season preview fantasy wise. And I do remember me and you were saying, you know who landed in a good situation. It's not getting a lot of love. Joshua Kelly. Me and you were both big fans of them. I also remember that when we did, um, this is going over to two point conversation, obviously always listen to two point conversation five days a week. You're home for football on the network. Yeah. I'm a little plug there. Hope Matt Johnson likes that one. He probably won't hear this. Mm-hmm. He doesn't let this, he doesn't listen this far into the episodes, but, uh, I remember us yeah. saying in our recap, when we did the draft recap, me and you were like, you know who landed in the good situation? Joshua Kelly getting snagged up there by uh, L.A., the Chargers. Yeah, um, very happy for him. He has shown exactly what we anticipated seeing. He's a hard-nosed runner. He's going to give you so much more um, between the tackles than maybe you'll get from an Eckler. So, uh, yeah, a little thunder and lightning going on there in the Chargers. Yeah, I know a lot of people were worried about um, Justin Jackson jumping in and taking, you know, some of those early down snaps from Eckler. He's not – he's a non-factor. He's only got two carries. I, th- I believe he was inactive yesterday. Um, yeah, Josh Kelly, he, if he keeps producing, watch for him to step into a couple more early down rolls, taking more I, – I think he's locked into the goal line carries. No? No, I would agree. I mean – I would agree. Yeah, um, so a little for the fantasy guys um, in deeper leagues, I'd, I'd, I'd look at Josh Kelly for sure. Yep. I just um, named him in one of our leagues. Yes. Moving on. This one's kind of not really a surprise. Um, Joe B. Yep. Joe Burrow. Um, the one thing I do want to say, um, this is going directly to Zach Taylor. Get that man some protection, please. They try. He's taken, he's taken six sacks already. I cringe every time the man gets hit, and he's so tough. Dude. He gets up and he just make, he'll, he'll just throw another dime. Sorry, DP, DPs. But um, man, Joe Burrow, he's so he's so good. He's he's everything we thought he was gonna be. Um, except for week one. But hey, no, no, no. Was, even even week one, you we saw it. <laughs> It was like obviously he's his this team is overmatched, but because they're not very yeah, talented for for the box score watchers, like oh, ooh, Joe Burrow sucks, bust. But um, no, he still had some great throws. Cleveland, do you know how many times he threw the ball, Bry? Yesterday or Thursday? He put. Uh, yep. Do you know how many times he threw the ball? Forty-one. Sixty-one. No. Sixty-one. Yes. I knew it was a one. I was like, it's it's a, it's a lot more than thirty. What's the number? Yeah, yeah. Not- thirty-seven for six, six, Thirty-seven with sixty-one attempts. Three hundred and sixteen yards. Three touchdowns. Right. Boy was dealing. Yeah, man. Boy, he was keeping up with Baker. Um, Baker's been a little shaky to start. A little shaky last season. Not what he was his rookie year, obviously. Um, and Joe Burrow was keeping up. Joe Burrow was keeping up with um, Fossil Man, AJ Green. Um, yeah, Joe 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 Burrow is going to be. He's got a bright future. Right. Bengals fans should be happy. And, and if they do finish bad, please draft Penny Sewell. Please, 
for the love of God, protect they, this dude. With probably, all your picks, take line. Yeah, they'll probably have a chance at taking a lineman and defense. They got addressed the defense too. Yes, and maybe yes. Agreed. Agreed. Um. So yeah, that's it. That's it for my guys this week, and I'm sure I'll touch on a couple more next week. Who do you got on defense? Well, uh, before we go to defense, one guy that um, I remember when we went head-to-head on the SEC offense, right? We did our fantasy draft of offensive players, and I took a guard that I loved a lot. And I don't normally give this site a lot of props, but, you know, sometimes they hit on the same player that I happen to have a big crush on or happen to think is really good. Uh, Damian Lewis. Got to speak of my man real quick from LSU uh, because you were talking about Burrow's a perfect transition. Uh, his LSU teammate, uh, the guard that was drafted um, by Seattle, is absolutely mauling people, just like I said he was going to do out there in uh, Seattle. And super happy for him. He's in a great system. He's on a great team. Damian Lewis, you're a beast. Keep it up. So that's all I got from my little offensive piece. Beautiful. Uh, transitioning from Joe Burrow, who was the first pick. Uh, this man could have been the first pick if not for the existence of Joe Burrow. Let's talk about Chase Young. Chase Young, obviously, um, doing a little bit of easy uh, picking here, you know, doing a little cherry picking back on the other side of the field when I should be helping on my defense, but whatever. Uh, Chase Young has two and a half sacks on the year already through two games. He has six total tackles. Uh, so far, and he's already forced a fumble. Uh, that D-line is going off on teams. That D-line is legit. The rotation they have going on there, um, obviously um, getting uh, Coach Rivera over there is a uh, great guy to have to uh, keep the consistency in defense. And um, I think they're going to they're gonna be in a lot of games, man. I really do. I, I thought Washington would be bad, but – I think with, with Teddy Bridgewater, and uh, not that we're a pro football team, but uh, podcast, uh, I think they're going to give themselves a shot. And, and Chase Young is <laughs> he's going to be one of the next big DNs that get paid down the line. What do you think, Ray? Dwayne Haskins, you mean? Why would you say Dwayne Haskins? For the Redskins? He ain't going to get paid. Chase Young's going to get paid in like no, five no, years. No, as you said, uh, um, with – Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he looked uh, okay. He looked okay. Wayne Haskins is slowly finding his way, I think. Yeah. There's, um, there's not a lot going on in offense. Oh, go ahead. No. It, except for Terry McLaurin. Um, but, yeah, so Chase Young, yeah, man, he's um, a force dominant. That whole defensive line is just stupid. Um, you got J- Chase Young, Montez Sweat on the other side, right? Jonathan Allen, um, the ageless wonder Ryan Kerrigan. He's not even that old, but he's so underrated, criminally underrated. Ryan Kerrigan, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, they're they're that defensive line is just nasty, nasty, nasty. So good. And then uh, let's talk about the steal of the draft. I called it back in uh, April, May. Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen getting slotted into that defense, you know, having that dominant offense on the other side of the ball is always going to help a defense and vice versa. But uh, specifically for what's going on in Baltimore, Patrick Queen being that guy they're putting in the middle of the field, the rangy linebacker, 
already in the year has a sack. He has 11 solo tackles. He has six assisting assisted tackles, a tackle for loss, and a forced fumble in two weeks of action. Patrick Queen has not stopped. He's right where he was when he left LSU. And I guess we could call this draft the uh, LSU recap show because we just we didn't even talk about you, you could have talked about the number one running back if you wanted to. You just chose not to. We're talking yep. about Clyde mm-hmm. Edwards. Obviously, he's he's if you have him fantasy, the man's dominating. He's exactly what, what you want. Yeah. So, um, yep. yeah, Patrick Queen, really happy for him. Uh, I'm glad he didn't end up going to the the struggling teams. Um, like, um, nah, I guess their defense is pretty good. But I was gonna say the Chargers. You Jets. know what I mean? The, yeah, the Jags. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Jets. Patrick. I, I'll never, I'll never understand how um, Patrick Queen fell. Man, he's way too good to have gone. What do you go? Twenty eighth. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's wait he's way too good. Way too good. So that's what I got. I didn't know. Uh, All right. Unfortunately, for the defensive side of the ball, uh, there's not a lot. Uh, I was trying to look at all the corners, and uh, apparently these corners haven't done too much to talk about right now. Not really, no. Um, Honorable mention uh, to Javon Kinlaw <coughs> for San Francisco, uh, the defensive tackle. He's uh, putting it together a solid season so far. It doesn't show up in the stats, but I keep hearing his name. Um, people are raving about him and what he's putting out on tape. So, yeah, Kinlaw seems like a good fit there on the defensive line in San Francisco. Yeah, shout out to, to Noah Ignahinaby or whatever his name was for letting Stefan Diggs just eat his lunch yesterday for the Dolphins. That was not nice. Yeah. He's a rookie corner. Yeah. Uh, I don't want – I, I guess uh, shout, shout out Gabe Davis too. He had a beautiful – Beautiful grab. Very, very clutch touchdown catch for the Bills yesterday. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson led uh, Vikings receivers with four catches for a whopping 33 yards. The Vikings, woof, man. Yeah. Oof, but right. we will be talking more about that uh, later on. Uh, yeah. So this week, I know I said uh, on last week's Tuesday episode that we're uh, moving to two times a week. Uh, unfortunately, last week didn't end up happening. Uh, like I said, Ryan's been um, taking in some really cool sites around the country, and that's awesome. And then uh, I just couldn't find the time. It just didn't work out. But we are locked in, Ryan, for Thursday. You sound good? Yes, sir. All right. So we were recording Thursday to give you your uh, week four. You? Yep, week four. And um, we, might, we might do it a little different. Uh, every single – conference so far has got their own uh preview show so i don't see any reason why the sec should be any different so i don't think you will get another preview show this week instead you will get an sec preview and maybe a little bit of week three preview we'll see we'll see what uh matchups jump out to us and then we'll handle it as it comes so ryan thanks for uh Bringing us on your little journey there. I enjoyed watching your uh, trek across America. I'm glad that you're back safe and sound. I'm glad you're back podcasting with me because I'm terrible without you. I'm man enough to admit that. Oh, man, Brian, that was really nice of you to say. 
Well, uh, you made me write it down here in the outline. So. Oh shit! Yeah, sorry, I forgot. Yeah, you, yeah. it says here. It says here in apostrophe. Do not say that out loud. <laughs> I'm not a comp- reading comprehension. I'm only so-so at. Sometimes I do good, and then sometimes I immediately forget what I was doing. So maybe I have a a memory problem more than anything. Right. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Right. But, yeah. All right. That's well, it. Thanks, That's all thanks, I got. Yeah, I know. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Um, continue to follow us on our Facebook page. Uh, continue us to follow us on our uh, Twitter account, um, Ryan's individual Twitter account. I believe I got right last time. Ryan, your uh, your own Twitter account is at Ryan Holt Bailey. There's nothing special, right? Yep, all one word. All one word. And then follow me at bfinch one n a four. Um, because we're super exciting on Twitter, as you can tell from this pod. So thanks for tuning in once again. Um, keep on in, uh, enjoying that football out there. Uh, like I said, SEC's coming around the corner here. So uh, football season is back in full swing as far as I'm concerned. And uh, until next time, keep on processing that process. Do you trust the process? Do you respect the process? Come on, get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys, here's the situation. Two minutes left, zero timeouts, down by a touchdown. We gotta drive 75 yards. Alright, we can do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready, set, mother Delay of game, offense.